and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show Championship Weekend Monday Morning Edition. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dayan Kovacevic in Pittsburgh. And Moan, my goodness, what a what a what an AFC game that what? was! Yes, it was every bit of it, man. They gave us everything we was looking for. Hey, this may as well be an AFC North game. That's what that is. That is, is Kansas true. City and 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 Cincinnati the the yep. Steelers Ravens? Is that Can- what this is? Kansas City's in the division. That's how I see it. We <laughs> see them so often. We do. Goodness, first and foremost, DK. What a Cincinnati way to lose, man. Oh, here comes all the sympathy. Oh, here comes all God. the sympathy from 73. <laughs> here, this is this is the mature showing that we're expecting. <laughs> no, this is the real showing you get. I even got my emblem on. You see me over here, man? <laughs> I see you. I see Goodness. You. How can they not get through this? You have one of the most calm, young, and talented, athletic, best arms, quarterbacks we've seen in this young generation so far as far as just pureness of it right like he's the guy most teams will be chasing find us one of them and they still find a way to mess this up because because of blunders dk blunders. Uh, are you gonna go at joseph osai is that what you're doing here i just uh, let me say this real quick go ahead it's it's more than that one play that got them to lose that's the one that's up to lose, okay? But this is one of those things where I always compare offensive guys to defensive guys, although Trent Williams had a real crazy uh, offensive player type play today when he snatched somebody down to the ground. Like, oh, my gosh, that was insane to see. But defensive players, I used to always get upset with them. I'd be like, why did you hit him? You saw him sliding. He was going out of bounds. That's why I always say offensive players are smarter, DK. Oh, jeez. I just want to say that first. Like, an offensive player wouldn't make that boneheaded decision right there. See, here's how I feel about <sighs> Osai, okay? We're, we don't have to agree on everything. Osai, okay, I'm here for To it. me, Osai, including just two snaps before that, illustrated why he was one of the best players in this game. Yep. He was, he was aggressive. He was rabid. Mm-hmm. He, went, he went after uh, Mahomes, made Mahomes. his night miserable, which yes, is exactly did. what was needed from the Bengals' front in, in that game. Now, what happens in that situation, I, I feel silly saying this to somebody who spent 11 years in the NFL, but it's just a viewpoint, okay? In that situation, Osai is going after Mahomes. For all he knows, Mahomes is going down the yeah. field and everything. No, and no, he's not, no. He's not looking at the – where is he looking? Where is his Where is his eye level? His eye level was probably at his head. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Where was his at his head? It not wasn't. The it wasn't at his feet. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I, and awareness. all he does is he making sure. And he's got how far out of bounds was Mahomes? Look, it's the right call. I'm not arguing the call. Oh, okay, it's not how far he was at. It was the commitment to where he was going is where the foul came into play. To me, you saw it's just like the quarterback that's going into a slide. While they're going into the slot and you hit them, it's still a personal foul, though, too. So that's where the smartness of it. I'm with you. The the the, the competitive side of him said, run and push him out just to make sure he's out, right? That's what you're saying. It's the competitive side that everyone loved the entire night. This yeah. is not Vontez Perfect looking to hurt the guy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He's not trying to injure him. No, he, he we can agree was, on that. 
we can agree on that. But the, I'll say this. It's the same way that Mahomes is protected. It's the same way Joe Burrow is. The same way we see Brady be protected. Like certain guys, when they go into a slide or they just go down or they look like they're going out of bounds, play's over. Yeah. Let him go. Now, I will say Joe Burrow had a few in this game where – the, the big run that he had to kind of spring them into field goal position. Uh, it, I looked at that situation. I was like, God, he shook a he shook a linebacker. But if he Mahomes, did too, he did one he, of these. Yeah. He <laughs> dipped on him a little bit, did he not? But mm-hmm. I looked at that and I kind of say, Dang, like you should have laid him out. But here is Joe Burrow shaking somebody with the idea that he know he's somewhat protected. Like mm-hmm. I don't know when these defenders, and I can be honest with you, I don't know when they're gonna hit him and when they're not gonna hit him. I can be yeah. fair about saying that. But in that situation, going towards the sideline, ballsy play by Mahomes because you can tell that Will was bothering him. Oh, but yeah. it's just a dumb play by Osai, though, yeah, man. I'm, I'm not gonna argue it. Here's what I don't like: I don't like scapegoating. And, no, no. And, and I, I look at the Bengals' previous possession, okay? Yep. And here's here's Joe with, what was it, six minutes left on the clock? Yeah. Okay? And he has a nice run to the left, and then they give one to Mixon, and Mixon gets seven yards. And yeah. then what ends up happening? They start bombing the ball yeah, for no did. reason. Yep. Okay? Yep. Why wouldn't you just trust what you have? You've got this quarterback in the backfield. You've got this running back in the backfield yeah. who looked like he was just about to start going. Yep. Okay. And instead, you put these, I don't want to call them prayers, but 50 you know, 50 balls is what you call them for the 50, most part. 50, and to Kansas City's credit, they made really they good made some plays. plays. Okay. Yes, they did. On that tipped interception that they ended up getting Gorgeous, down the field from Cook. Gorgeous. Oh. My gosh, really good play. Gorgeous defense, okay? But if you're Cincinnati, why not just proceed gradually down the field? And this is hindsight, okay? All I'm saying is it's not all on Osai. It's not all on the coordinator. It's not all on Zach Taylor. It's not all on anybody. That's why I hate scapegoating. And I, I also understand it's the last thing everyone saw. You know, it's it's a team loss, 100%. There's no way around that. They lost that as a team with multiple plays, letting Kelsey, who was inactive for the most part all day, well, all week long, and if he was going to play, here he is still seven receptions on a night with a touchdown. How do you lose him in the end zone? Letting Mahomes just dash you down the field, too. I mean, you got to think about this. In the tight red zone for Kansas City, they had, what was it, two, like, touchdowns that came back, Pacheco's? Mm-hmm. With a holding call, that came back, and you didn't say – I mean, there was a lot that kind of happened in that game where Kansas – I mean, where, where uh, Cincinnati became a – they look like the old Cincinnati, man, just being completely honest with you, even with some of the plays that they were making. How do you fumble even, this one? Even on the, the play that's the discussion point, the Osai yeah. play, what are you doing letting him out of there? Yeah. To begin with, okay, that wasn't just Osai letting him out of there. Osai's laid on that one, okay. There's a whole front that's got a guy who can barely even walk. Yep, and they let him loose over there. That's my only point here. Look, this this, this game went down to exactly as I said it would to, and I will get into that also to DK. We will, we will. There's lots more to come on Championship Weekend, including the other team. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Sounds like we're just piling on the Bengals here because that's all the only perspective we're addressing so far. But 
the Chiefs did a lot right, and it wasn't just Mahomes, and it wasn't just oh. Butker there at the end, was it? No, it wasn't, man. You had guys making plays downfield a whole lot. Justin Reed being one of those guys. Trent mm-hmm. McDuffie being one of those guys. Cook being one of those guys. Willie Gay, like they had a bunch Cook. of guys making plays for them down the field. But the guy I want to talk about up front, who I said earlier this week when we talked about the preview for this game, was Christopher Jones, okay? This is what you look for in these type of players, man. Guys making big-time plays and big-time moments. I said this. I said, if Chris Jones and his group, that front seven, can get to Joe Burrow, get sacks and not celebrate them, get back to the line of scrimmage and get to him again, that's what you do. And that's exactly what they did. They were careful in how they did sack him. Were they not? They did not let – they they made sure that if they were having him in their grips, they didn't let him go. That first sack early in the game when he kind of got pile-dropped, well, Joe Burrow kind of got pile-dropped on his Mm -hmm. head. He's a runner technically in that moment, but nobody gave up on pursuing him. That's what they needed to do, and that's what they did. And to cap off uh, the end of the game defensively for Kansas City – Oh, Chris Jones. (laughs) He didn't rush – He's a D tackle slash DN. I look at him as a D tackle because of his size, right? It's it's just I mean he's he's kind of playing TJ's position, but <laughs> he's just so big. Yes, you can't call him an OLB. You know, and th- th- this is the beauty of coaches trusting players, players trusting themselves, and the players making the coach right or making themselves right. As you take a huge gulp out of that drink, you see right? that. I wasn't. I was so fixed on this game. <laughs> yeah, but you're dehydrated now. Okay, but what I'm saying is this: he made himself right. He gained more trust, and he made his defensive coordinator right because they saw a weak link on that Cincinnati team and that right tackle. And I say that respectfully because everybody got somebody that you know what we can go after. Last year in the Super Bowl against the Rams, Aaron Donald chose his number. He went over Cincinnati's left guard, and he won. Chris Jones did the exact same thing in this game right here. He found that guy. And what happens when you're him, as the kids say, I'm him, he said, I'm him. You move in, Dunlap. Let me rush this out. Let me rush this right tackle. And he got home and won, DK. That's what you want to see out of TJ, which he does. That's what Cam does when you see him moving side to side and floating around. There's certain guys, Von Miller, that do this type of stuff. And it pays off for you when you got one of those guys, DK. For all the Cincinnati fans who are going to bury Joseph Osai over this, don't leave your right tackle out no. of that mix either. Because he was the one, I mean, you want to talk about getting obliterated. I understand he's not the starter and everything, but. And, and that's another conversation, too. <laughs> that line is good when they're able to run the ball. The simplest thing you teach oh. offensive line. Yeah, the simplest thing you can teach an offensive lineman is run block. That alleviates a bunch of other problems, meaning meaning Kansas City knew they had to pass the ball, and they had stopped running the ball. What happens then? As you hear the coaches say, ears pinned back. That's one thing we saw also this Steeler offensive line do later in the season. They started to run the ball, and protection got a whole lot better around Kenny Pickett. Just just to correlate this into – to the Steelers, mm-hmm. like, you got to be able to run the ball to protect. It takes the anxiety out of it. And that's what didn't happen for Cincinnati's I'm offensive you, line. Man. They I'm finally cracked, DK. I'm telling you, if, if all they'd done was six minutes left was just go think, 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 think up the yes. field. I understand not having Tyler Boyd, you know, wouldn't help. But you'd had Hayden Hurst 
starting to build some confidence up. And you had all was. kinds of weapons. Um, and, and then and then they just, well, let's just win it all with one pass just to calm everybody's nerves I, or, or whatever that was. Moan, there was another game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> um, not yeah, nearly yeah. as suspenseful or dramatic, to say the least. Uh, but I got to tell you, that one right there, that had to be near and dear to your heart because that is a football team that is <laughs> built on the trenches. <laughs> As we've been talking about for a few days now. Yeah, man. And the fact that Andy Weidel is now a member of the Steelers front office, a guy who was largely responsible for putting that Philadelphia roster together and prioritizing the big boys. Um, What can you say about them putting up all the points they did against that 49ers defense? I don't even care about the rest of it. I don't care that the 49ers were down to somebody in street clothes for a quarterback. That that doesn't interest me. I mean, that means they got to their quarterback to do that, though, DK. Uh, Let's not discount that. No. No. That, that, that Philly team got to them to make that actually an option for them to get somebody else in there. I think they were into, what was it, Christian McCaffrey or, or Juszczyk as the backup quarterback at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, but the, but this is the thing, too. There's also another stiller tie in, that to, in, in this Philly uh, organization, too. Brandon Hunt is now in the front office of Philadelphia, too, after being up for the GM job. You remember that? Like, they basically switched front office personnel, in a sense. So he's going back to the Super Bowl, man, which is huge for him. But, DK, that is – that is. I heard somebody recently say, don't let the Golden State era of NFL football fool you. This is still a run league. This is still a run-stopper league. This is still a big boys play ball type of league. That shows you, yes, you got to have a mix of pass. Yes, you got to have creativity as far as opening up the runs. But you, if you can't stop the run and if you can't run the ball, then there is a problem. Philly first two scores, if I'm not mistaken, I know they at least had two scores on the ground with runs. DK. Four. 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 <laughs> I mean, what are we saying here? Mm-hmm. As much as we speak about Najee getting the ball, no. Like, oh, no, Jalen Hurts is... only had 120 yards passing. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who they cares? bullied them, man. Yeah. Philly played bully ball on both sides of it. And you know I like that offensive line from from uh, from San Francisco also. But yeah. there was nothing they can do. We saw Javon Hargrave get busy. I think he had another sack today. I ain't even got the stats in front of me. But I feel like he had another sack. Their DNs rushed. They were relentless in their pursuit. And they, it wasn't just that they had a backup quarterback in. DK, they terrorized that backfield. They did Philly they defensive there, line. They were there relentlessly. They, I mean, it was, you know, it, it was just watching these guys and and seeing the you know the immortal timeless yeah. Fletcher Cox and and these guys just getting back there. Um, I, I just thought this game overall was just such a tribute to the importance of the the trenches, the NFC game. There was actually Moan. They had a camera. Yeah. <laughs> from the, You know what I'm talking about. From yeah. the side, I'd never seen them use this before on a broadcast. It was amazing. And, and, and at the time, the commentator said something to the effect of offensive line coaches around the world are going to love this shot <laughs> because they showed what, the, what Philadelphia's offensive line had to do to get under the pads. Yeah. yeah. When they got down to within, I think it was the three or four yes, yard line. One hundred percent, DK. Nobody got clever down there, did they? No, it is. They didn't hey, get clever. What did I tell you? Those times in which we were just humping on offense. I was a troll <laughs> trolling this weekend too, talking about some Ben never had a really what good. What term was that? I, I just, 
humping, like just moving it, humming it, humming it, humming it, humming it. Okay, this is what we're talking about here. But listen to me. There was times, DK, in which you played this game when you know you're either that physical, you're that good, or you're that tight as a unit to where they know what's going to happen. And, and, and San Francisco knew what was going to happen all defensively. And Philly said, stop it. So what? Yeah, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> good, good luck. What? That's, there's nothing more beautiful to watch those guys up front, tight ends included, move them forward in unison. Lifting uh, pads and rolling hips, DK. That's all you're looking for in this style of ball. And then you'll get cute later. That's cool. It's going to be a good matchup, isn't it? It's got to be. Because just the two D lines in general is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, that storyline. The two quarterbacks, okay, one's the second, mm-hmm. one's the first. League MVP. Jalen Hurts might get league MVP. I'm not sure. The running backs for both of them, Pacheco, and then on the other side for the Eagles, too. Like, legitimately, they have everything you want. They got playmakers down the field, and they have an opportunity to get healthy, too. Both kickers are good. Both punters are good. Both coaches. I mean, uh, uh, I know Sirianni's young in his league. You got Andy Reid with the tie. Andy ties is to, the tie, yeah. I mean, DK. It's going to be good. If if there was a phantom bag call thrown out there <laughs> just to get Kansas City in the Super Bowl, hey. do you blame them? <laughs> but you didn't have to because Cincinnati did Cincinnati-type things today, oh, man. He can't stop himself. When we come back, the only segment that matters. That's Bastion Cincinnati and Hey Moan. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. It's brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where three expert chefs fine-tune every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drag, drink, and app so that they are crafted for what is we're gonna do this one again. I was gonna leave. <laughs> I was gonna let you, and I was gonna clean it up for you. I was like, y'all talking about DK doing this? You don't oh, understand how hard live reads are. Man, okay, here goes. Yeah, I was gonna clean it up for you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, and the only segment that matters. That would be a Hey Moan segment, brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where three expert chefs fine tune every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app for what they describe as a state of craveability. Order your favorite entry at Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Moan, we have an entry from Tony, who says, oh my goodness, he spelled these out with so many letters and exclamation points. (laughs) I can't back off far enough. He says, hey, Big Moan! (laughs) Why hasn't the union... This is a one question aimed at your union background. Why hasn't the union forced the NFL's hand and made all 54 players active on game day? I believe active or not, you accrue time for retirement. So why not have them active and we avoid not having three quarterbacks active for a game? He's referring, obviously, to what ended up happening to the 49ers. And it is, it's unfortunate, but let's also remember that coaches can... You know, they can dress the players they want to dress. Yes, they can. You know, they don't have to scratch the third quarterback. You're referring to the old, you know, where so-and-so was designated a third quarterback. And if something had happened, that player could go and suit up. 
that's no yeah. longer the case, which Man. is weird. Yeah. That is a interesting question. The the why is is honestly not clear to me. I I get the understanding of having all fifty three up, um, but that's just a factor of that's just the competitive side of what the NFL football is. It makes sense. I guess it continues the the the, the competitiveness of what you know being a pro is being one of those game day forty six. You know. I really don't have that clear answer. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Me as a player, I never question it. I just always looked at it as if we got our certain numbers and I wanted to be one of those seven offensive linemen ready on game day. Like, that's the conversation behind it. Um, is it management of player, management of plays being thrown in, too? Is it the scouting aspect of of what the NFL is, too? You know, I don't have that clear answer. I wish um, I did. I get the I, I get the concern. Yeah. But I would be lying to y'all if I gave you a complete answer as to the whys. Anytime collective bargaining is involved, anytime labor is involved, bylaws are involved, and there is a discussion between the two sides, there tends to be one prevailing reason behind anything. Money. Money. And I would also throw this in If you're paying 54 guys, you're paying one more than you were paying before. Yeah. And, And the other side, too, I think this one probably goes to the competition committee. With, with players, I mean, with, with coaches and owners in the aspect of why. Um, let me get you an answer to that one, DK. I'll, I'll write that one down, and we'll circle back to get a full-fledged answer as to the whys that happened. No, that that's absolutely fair here. We got another one from Mitchell we're going to throw in since that one was a little short. Mitchell says, hey, Moan, back in the day, Ben and AB had a similar mind-meld connection to what Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey showed again this weekend. What's your favorite memory of Ben and AB making magic out of chaos? Oh, wait. That's a put you on the spot kind of question um, right there. It, it would be making magic out of chaos. Favorite moment? Mm-hmm. AB getting a five-yard slant and going yard in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. That was by far one of my best ones because I, I think that's when the questions about AB speed. You remember when he was saying he was running the four four came into it came into question and just how he could him and Ben would just take over games like those quick strikes. Watching that be a thing right there, and, and truthfully, it was more it was more phenomenal stuff that happened in practice than it did in the game. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. Almost it, every day. It was like we'd have plays and you see other wide receivers and this is during the game. You see other wide receivers somewhat get frustrated or just dang, he's already up to 11 targets all day. When am I going to get mine? But it's the understanding that Ben and AB got their thing and they're going to eat. And as far as he knows, nobody else can do what they do together. Like that cohesion that they have or had was by far one of the best I've ever seen. Just an operation of it. And it even got to the point, too, to where the expectation of what was coming to A.B. when Ben wasn't in, other quarterbacks felt that. And I think that was probably the most telling thing. Like, A.B. had an expectation for where the ball was going to be and how it was going to get there, too. Like, if you ask the questions, like Charlie talking about how he having to change his arm slot to throw the ball to A.B. because A.B. will cut the route off, but it's normal for him and Ben. Like, the uniqueness in hearing Vic talk about it. Landry Jones speak about it. Mason Rudolph and Charlie speak about it's different when AB's out there and wanting the ball. You know, like, I think Mm -hmm. that's more telling of the relationship than actually watching them work because everybody saw them work. 
but nobody understood what it was like to work with AB or when an, when when AB was out for something, the way and and, and the volume that other uh, wide receivers got the ball too. Like mm-hmm. if you were on Ben's first page, you were good as gold. Yeah, you were gonna be fine. Oh, yeah. you were. So Le'Veon was another one in that boat. Like get in, get on that first page with Ben, and you're good as gold. Like legitimately. Contracts are signed, and and all the accolades outside of football came with being on the first page with him. Phenomenal, the, DK. The the memory that I'm going to share uh, of my own in, in having covered AB and Ben's entire careers here was uh, those two against the Saints, and I'm sure you knew I was oh going to say that down yeah. in New Orleans. Uh, it was a regular season game not so long ago. Yeah, you, know, you were out on the field, you were blocking for all that. And you guys ended up sh- coming up short in the, in the scoreboard, but yeah. not offensively. <laughs> oh, my no. goodness. They yeah. had no answer for 7 and 84. Uh, it was it. – and, and the types of connections that they were establishing in that game and the fact that they were able to do it relentlessly and the fact that there's Sean Payton over there trying to figure out something and nothing's happening. Nothing. It didn't matter – they were just gonna. They were gonna beat you again and again and again yeah. and again. And it was just a beautiful thing to see, especially in that place oh in the my. Superdome, as noisy as it was, crowd. And crowd all over you. Not that many Steelers fans there. It was just, and you just, they just, every just kept silencing. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. I, I want to say he had fifteen catches in that game. That's what I'm saying. Like, was it close to eighteen to twenty targets? Also, DK, I'm, I'm, like, I'm actually I, looking that I, up. I, I, I just remembered that game right there that you're speaking of, like us being in long down and distant situation mm-hmm. and just A-B comes up with it. Mm-hmm. Like there was times where we were just getting pushed, 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 holding, straining, trying to make sure that he had enough time to get the ball off. And they were just on such a page, DK, of rolling. Goodness. Oh, yeah. I found it. Here it comes. Ready? Yeah, I'll get it. 14 catches on 19 targets for 185 yards. And not to be left out, especially since he's now going to the Super Bowl, was Juju mm-hmm. with 11 catches on 15 targets for 115 yards. However, however, Juju also lost a fumble. He had the fumble. It kind of cost the team the game. But... You, you know what else I remember about that game as we you uh, know come closer to a close? That was the last time we had us. Yeah, that's actually true. That's that actually game true. right there, that no call on Joe Hayden, mm-hmm. missing oh, the playoffs. That was that game. That was the last time it actually fractured DK. That was it, the 2018 team. That was that it. was the fracture. It wasn't there in 2019. It just You've wasn't. seen those videos of like glaciers breaking apart? Yeah. That was the game. That's it. That That's next it. week, we had a lot of everything happen, remember, in the fur coat that last week, mm-hmm. and we needed a lot of help to get in the playoffs. What a what a, what a game, though. What a <laughs> yeah. last hoorah. That was something. Let's do it again tomorrow, Moan. Hey, man, we, we really just – okay, all right. We'll do it tomorrow. All right. <laughs>